Welcome to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. In this podcast, there'll be insights around three key areas to mastering the game of life. Purpose, prosperity, philanthropy. Your host, Paul Lowe, the third sector mentor, is the founder of Hearts Global CIC, which along with many other of his charitable commitments, has been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from disadvantaged communities. Author of Mastering the Game of Life, From Pain to Purpose, and Speaking from Our Hearts books. Introducing your host, Paul Lowe. Hello listeners, and a very warm welcome to this Mastering Life podcast. Although I've barely delivered a half century of episodes, I believe I've learned so much and continue to do so. I hope you have too and benefited from these episodes so far. One of many life-enhancing discoveries even (laughs) I've made on my journey from pain to philanthropy is the realisation that there are two dominant emotions that we experience throughout our lives, love and fear. So what is fear? I have found it is undoubtedly the number one factor that stands in the way of having the things we would truly love to have in our lives, but we resist and we don't readily embrace. Self-doubt, confusion, uncertainty and worry were just four powerful considerations that combined to cripple my world and leave me stranded in a dark, desperate place for decades. These toxic seeds were planted within me at a very early age by my stepdad and continued to fester and grow as I suffered and struggled to come to terms with my bitter existence. One of my comforts, though, was the demon drink, and although I held a belief for many years that it helped to numb my pain, the reality was it simply compounded it even more. I was a victim in a helpless downward spiral. The fact is... It cost me some beautiful relationships, loss of significant income and many wasted years of unfulfilled potential. In short, I was not living a life of peace, love and happiness, which is something we all deserve. So what changed? I changed my own story. I came to realise that my fear was all about me losing control. I was actually frightened of losing control. Playing the victim gave me a huge amount of certainty and particularly connection to my fellow drinking buddies. Here's the revelation though. Fear is just a fabrication conjured up in our own minds. A made up story around something that is yet to happen and probably won't even happen anyway. You see our mind is the master magician. It plays tricks on us and invariably draws on similar types of previous experiences sometime in the past, which produced a certain outcome. So it's bound to be the same again in the future, right? Wrong. In my dark decades, there was certainly how I, how I viewed things and how things were for me. I was totally immersed within a victim mindset, significantly fueled by addictive behaviour patterns. The, dr- the demon drink and violence combining to produce a volatile concoction of chaos and destruction. Having subsequently researched human behaviour and learning from the, from the teachings of some of the world's most eminent personal development and peak performance practitioners, I've come to understand that we resist making changes in our lives because of a primary influence, the fear of losing control of our lives. Even if it's a bad influence, we don't want to lose that control. Hence the saying, better the devil you know. 
And we also fear losing acceptance of people around us. Imagine a newborn baby entering the world absolutely helpless and totally dependent on someone else to feed, nurture and protect it. Although the infant child initially needed someone else to survive and grow, that started to change once the child began to fathom things out for itself and embrace its own journey of change and ultimately control as young as it was. Certainly from my own perspective and countless other people I've spoken to around this topic, anything that lessens that control and acceptance is problematic. This applies to all considerations, including money and relationship to name but two key influences in our lives. The reality is though, the more things we have that are not perceived to be good for us, the more fear we accumulate. It becomes an addictive cycle. And we might not even be consciously aware of this because, you know, we're not conditioned to just soldier on and get on with it. And as I say, better the devil, you know. So how do we go about letting go of fear? How do we let go of fear? Well, we all naturally have at least one fear, one really big fear that holds us back somewhere, somewhere along the way. The good news is, though, we have a stark choice and we do have a choice to choose either fear or love, staying stuck or enjoying success. If I can be allowed to share with you some insights around my own fears. Because of the toxic, debilitating condition I experienced from a very young age at the hands of my stepfather, I grew up with massive doubt and insecurities about whether I would even survive, let alone enjoy success or even life. Consequently, I developed a self-destruct mechanism I had learned to develop a self-fulfilling prophecy, one based entirely upon fear. This even spilled over and saturated the one thing that would have been my salvation from fear, love. I believed for many years of my life that I wasn't worthy of love. Why? Because my stepdad had brutally and painstakingly ingrained that belief within me. At this point, I refer to the invaluable insights from one of my mentors, Jim Britt, as he asks some, some fear-based questions, and Jim, Jim puts it eloquently, are you suffering from anxiety? Because anxiety is a combination of fear that's holding you back, depression that holds you inward, and anger that pushes you forward. All are made-up stories and fear-based. Do you fear taking action? Are you holding back for some reason? Take some time and decide what it is that's holding you back and keeps you stuck where you are. Because this certainty in our stuckness, I'll say it again, better the devil we know. And Jim, Jim actually encourages to ask ourselves, what is it I'm afraid of? How did this fear originate? Who created this fear within me? Is it real or is it a made up story? Do you like actually feeling the fear? Do you want to let it go more importantly? Are you willing to let it go? And if so, when? Most importantly, though, who would you actually be with without that fear? Again, your success will be determined by what you focus on most. Do you honour your success or your fears? There is no right or wrong answer. We're all different. But because both are made up stories, well, yet you do have that choice. So why not have the choice of a success story in, instead, instead of one based around fear? 
Letting go is not the anxious search for new solutions to old problems. It's about letting go of your old fears and creating space for new solutions to come to you. It's about regeneration. It's a bit like clearing your computer's hard drive of old corrupt files and replacing them with new empowering programs. Most of us have dreams and goals, but somehow things don't just seem to be moving in the right direction for us or the way we want. And we certainly don't seem to get the results that we, we feel we deserved or we'd hoped for. So how, how do we remain stuck? In my very first podcast calling Mastering Life as simple as ABC, I highlighted how the first three letters of the alphabet represented awareness, beliefs and creativity. For the sake of clarity and brevity, the starting point for anything I've come to understand is our awareness and that given moment in time. After all, we can't change what we're not aware of to start with. This is then supported by our beliefs and the meaning we give something is based upon a constant comparison of our past experience projected into the future with the anticipation or possibility of it happening again. It's a bit like having a tabletop and then supplying it with supporting legs. The more we reinforce those legs, the stronger the table becomes. Usually, when we step in the potential of the future, we do so on the basis of an outcome that's been produced in the past. That's where creativity comes in. But only after we've cleared the decks of those past results. Everyone has a story, but the reality is... Our story is mostly made up, believe. It's a make-believe. It's just a fabrication, just as we make a table and reinforce those legs. And those legs can be with good, good beliefs or bad beliefs, and that will make it a good table or a bad table. Beliefs work like sunglasses. If we wore sunglasses all the time, the world would seem dark. And it, it, that's very similar to how life is. Only, it's only that your perception changes when you look through these sunglasses. But if you take them off and you see clear daylight, eventually you'll forget that the world was dark. Believe something long enough and eventually you experience it as a, true, as a truth. And it becomes a core belief. It becomes your truth. It doesn't mean it's the truth, but it becomes your truth. In a sense, so I suppose it's protecting you, but not always. Core beliefs can protect us, that fight or flight mentality. But that obviously doesn't apply across the board. So we kind of need a sifting process to, to understand that, is this a core belief? Will it serve me or isn't it? And won't it? Because we automatically filter everything that happens to us according to our core beliefs, which may or may not be true. To change your core belief, you must challenge it. How did you come to believe that in the first place? Who taught it you? What if they didn't know? You know, we, we pick lessons up particularly from our, from our parents, our elders, um, because they know best. We're taught as, as, as young people, as children, oh, listen to the adults. They know best. Well, you know, people do the best they can. From a place of, you know, their awareness. That doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it wrong. It makes it the truth. And they pass those lessons on. And most of the time in good faith. So now we know our minds create stories. 
why don't we simply change the story from one that doesn't serve us to one that massively does? Over the years, I've learned to give a name to that part of me that creates limiting beliefs that are based on fear. And I've given that name to that part of me called Shufflefoot because I got that from an image of me walking down in, around in victim mode, looking at the floor, poor old me, shoulders slouch and, and shuffling my feet, as I say, playing the victim. So conversely, I also accept that whilst he's a natural part of me, he's not me. He's somebody or something that I'm aware of. There is that potential, but it's it's a story from the past. That's what it is, because you see, Shufflefoot as a formidable alternative. In the case of myself, somebody called a superhuman, a superman, a superwoman. And straight away, you can see how the outlook and language of the two different characters would diff wildly differ. You know, if I choose to label myself and I'm not really keen on labels, but identify that I'm actually some kind of superhero and I'm full of energy and I'm full of drive and I'm full of positivity. And this character called Shufflefoot, I don't recognize him. Who's who's he? Who's he to to dampen and, and, and rain on my parade? No, 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 that's not who I am. So. Thinking about this, this kid superhero stuff. What's this got to do with practical realities of everyday life? Simple. It's the story we tell ourselves. It's what we can become. And as Jim Britt informs us, our brains make certain chemicals called neuropeptides. These are literally molecules of emotion like love and fear, joy, passion and so on. And these molecules of emotions are not only contained in our brains, they actually circulate through our cellular structure, sending out a signal a frequency, much like a radio station does when it emits a signal. So to compound this even further, others will respond to you in the same way that you're talking to yourself. If you're confident, others will have confidence in you. With thousands of thoughts every day, make sure your thoughts are leading you in the direction you want to go. Make sure your thoughts are serving you. Are you Superman or Superwoman or are you a Shufflefoot? So finally, begs the question, what do you believe? It doesn't cost you any more to think like Superman or Superwoman or Superhero. And it's much more interesting. Use that creativity. It's amazing how people from around the world constantly defy the odds to overcome monumental challenges to provide much need inspiration for others. In 2017, I published a book called Speaking from Our Hearts that contained life-enhancing insights from 15 other global co-authors. And starting from the next episode, I'll be sharing some of those amazing stories that will undoubtedly contribute to mastering life. And on the note of sharing, I'd love to hear any feedback you may have. If you feel you've a real or if you feel you've got a really strong, inspiring message or story that you'd like to share, why not contact me via my website on www.paulohearts.com? I'd love to hear from you. But until then, I offer my sincere gratitude for taking the time to listen to this Mastering Life podcast. And I fervently hope that you are at least a little more insightful around the dreaded four letter F word. Fear. Thanks for listening to the Mastering the Game of Life podcast. 
Drop a line to paul at paullowhearts.com with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at paullowhearts.com or any of his social media feeds under the same name. Remember, mastering life starts by embracing our hearts.